have you to say. I actually didn't know you're gay, and I don't think we're going to go out today, because now that I know you're gay, I'm a little uncomfortable looking at your... It's just a date. It's just a date. Nobody said, Caleb, that we have to fucking mate. We're just going to the mall. Going to the zoo. Everybody knows that I look at you when you take a poo. All just right, that's fine. Just because speaking I... in rhythm doesn't mean that you have to rhyme. I don't know why you immediately think that you have to rhyme because you're on beat. I'm it doesn't make sense. Skills, trying to pay my bills. Working on rhyming, but it doesn't always work out. On iTunes and online at PokeFriction.com, it's the Poke Friction Godcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. This is the Pope Friction Godcast. Here in the living room with me are Alex Chud, Benjamin Claghorn. Call me Penis Magoochberg. Don't ever call him that, anyone. And our special, very special guest this week special. is Benjamin Greenberg. Thank you. Thank you very much. Say hi to everyone, Ben. Hi to everyone. Hi, it's everyone. Awesome to be here. Now oh, we do. I'm sorry, you were talking to him. <laughs> See, I knew we were going to have problems with this. Let's call him Green and call him Ben. Well, yeah, everybody we wanna, calls me Green. Do we want to send one of the Bens home just to just so we don't have Ben confusion? Do we have that power. I'm leaving now. He's, but you're still on the couch. Come back. No. We've got a lot of things to talk about this week, guys. Uh, the first thing we're going to do is try to kind of break the ice a little bit um, mm. with a little game I like to call. <laughs> it's not really a game. Tell me. <laughs> oh, this is so funny what I'm about to say. It's not really a game. Uh, I yeah. want everyone to go around and tell me their favorite horrible moment in an airport. And I know I've got mine chambered, but I'm going to make someone else go first. Um, I'm going to make Chad go first. All right. I'm going to put reverb on my voice for this. Oh, I'm going to put at a certain spot. Okay. Sorry, reverb. It's not an airport story. It's more of a uh, airplane story. I was uh, 13 on my way to the Middle East on an airplane uh, with my whole family. It was a huge airplane, very nice. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a huge airplane with big seats. I'm going to get like a lot of sleep and you know, wake up in goddamn Agrabah. So I went to, uh, I took like five sleeping were pills. You, were you going to the movie Aladdin? No, I was actual Agrabah. Oh, okay. Yeah, where they cut off your ear if they is don't it like seriously your face. A re- I didn't know it was a real place. No. It's not. But oh, they do okay. cut off your ear if they don't like your face where I went. Oh. Um, so I went. Um, so I took. I like downed like five sleeping pills. And my dad is a doctor, and he said that was all right. Maybe it was two sleeping pills. Maybe it was one. I think it was two. But uh, so then you know, there's really no comfortable way to sleep on those planes if you're not like a back sleeper, and even then you're like angled, so you're like you know not completely laying down. But uh, you know, so I kind of leaned forward on the uh, on like my own knees. I was 13. I could bend like that, and. Um, I didn't fall asleep once, but th- some weird stuff started happening. I uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to fall asleep in three, two, one. Didn't work. Three, two, one. Didn't work. So I opened my eyes, and in front of me was not the seat pocket. It was a spiral of birds and insects coming out of the seat pocket, out of Sky Mall Magazine, your source for useless shit. Just birds and bees and like beautiful insects and music coming out of the spiral like I was going into heaven. It was like, oh, this is not bad. I was, I still need to sleep, though. You were though. seeing a picture? No, or? I was hallucinating. Uh, whoa. Because uh, if you don't fall asleep on Ambien, you hallucinate, and it's actually Oh, Ambien cool. is supposed to be crazy. Yeah, like the commercial with a woman <laughs> trying to fall asleep and yeah, there's a it, butterfly it, in her it face. It actually happens. <laughs> but uh, no, and then, and then I was she like... She looks delighted, too. I was like, all right, fuck you, Sky Mall. I'm going to turn my head and look the other way. So I look kind of like towards the aisle of the airplane, and then who do you know it? It's the family dog sitting there panting, looking at me, going like, hey, Alex, uh, you should go to sleep. And I'm like, I know, it's not working. It's not working, Daisy. And, uh, you know... So there was another hallucination. So finally, I, I was able to get to sleep after a lot of like crying and sighing and yawning and screaming. It finally worked, and uh, 
Yeah, that's just one of them. One of them stories. Who's up next? Green so, room. Right. So don't take Ambien if you're going to be in a situation where it will be difficult. Yeah, if you've to had go a Coke sleep. or like if you've had a Coke or a coffee, don't take Ambien, especially if you're 13. I've heard with Ambien, you actually just walk around doing stuff that you're doing in your dream. Oh, that could be true. Oh, weird. well, there was that one guy who claims he uh, oh, yeah, he had, he cheated. No, he cheated oh, on yeah, his wife. And he uh, he actually went back into the workplace, I guess, it during late yeah. hours, uh, committed adultery with a coworker. Um, <laughs> in the she workplace, found out through various emails, which he claims that's how he found out as well, and mm. and says that it's all uh, you know, blame it on the Ambien. And, uh, <laughs> all pur- all so, purpose excuse. I'm not sure that yeah. happened. Oh man! <laughs> but it's it was all, just it's all workplace. It gossip. was just my body. My body did that in the middle of the night. Of the, I go cheating on the, my wife. The, I'm, I'm fucked the, up on Ambien. I'm a walking in the. I'm a walking in. Yo, t- yo, Tambien, Ambien. <laughs> yo, Tambien. <laughs> yes. All right, Greenberg, what's your All right. story? Um, well, the airport just sucks in general, but here's a... My worst story was whenever there was only one first-class seat, and I didn't get it because my older brother got it, and I was uh, I was really uh, hungry after the, the flight, and, and I was like, uh, you guys going to go get lunch? And like my brother's like... You guys didn't get lunch, and I burst into tears. I was three years old, but like it's just because I was three was the reason that I wasn't allowed in first class. I've, I've never flown first class. Yeah, my it's brothers awesome. got to play the Nintendo sixty four before I did, and I had a very similar reaction. Yeah, it's just it's like why it's my age, you know? It's like yeah, it's yeah. ageism. Yeah, it's ageism. Yeah, well, everything's been mine so far. <laughs> yeah, being the youngest, you get a lot of stuff just by I can't default. Believe they let three year olds fly. <laughs> Yeah, at least let make them co-pilot. They don't have to be pilots. I just think there should be a certain age in which you're allowed to uh, move about the world at all. You know, you should stay put. Yeah. Well, and what does the stay mom with like safe. the baby do who wants to go see your Fucking dying? Sit down and mom. shut up. <laughs> yeah, you're glued to your baby. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> That's just you. Just you just factor that in to the cost of having a baby. You're like, well, I'm not gonna be able to fly for three years. Yeah. Anywhere. Well. That's what you get. Four to be safe. <laughs> I don't want that baby crying in Europe. Jesus. They'll kill me. I just think That's you should true. be socially allowed to shush a baby. That would make it all fair. It doesn't work, Oh, though. like if you're not the mom? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you ever tried to shush a baby? <laughs> yes. They don't, they don't really respond. They don't, like, cognitively understand that other people want them to be quiet. And that's why they should stay the fuck put. <laughs> I don't know. Stay off any, country. Stay off of any planes. <laughs> they can no, hear the anger so in ben, your voice. Wait, so, ben, ben, ben Claghorn, I'm assuming your, your baby instead story. Instead of a no-fly zone, you have a no-cry zone. Get it? <laughs> You just had to get that in. Ben Claghorn joke hour. Well, so does your does your airplane story have something to do with a baby? No, 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 no. My friend who was seated a few rows up ahead of me had turned, and I had an aisle seat, and he looked back at me, and I could just tell from the expression on his face that I didn't look very well. And he starts laughing, apparently because of how pale I looked, and uh, I thought at any second I was going to throw up. So I grabbed the. Uh, Barf bag. The barf bag. Yeah, they got those. In front of me, and I, I had it in my hand. I didn't. I was trying, you know, with all my strength not to use it. And I'm. And every moment, I thought, okay, I'm getting over this. You know, the plane would drop, and I would get sick again. But um, I had held it off, and I was actually starting to, uh, you know, I was breathing deep and uh, deeply, and uh, I started to think, wow, I'm, I'm going to come out of this just fine. And we were just about to land. And out of nowhere, the the passenger to my left, to my immediate left, um, who seemed fine the whole time, just 
as soon as I started taking in some deep breaths and I'm like, it's going to be all right. She just out of nowhere just reaches forward quickly, grabs her bag and just starts throwing up. I mean, just fill, filling the bag. And then like the first domino falling. No, nope, I, was, I was fine. Oh. oh, I thought I was going to throw up. I didn't. And Usually the instead, smell. I had a headache that made me want to kill myself for the next 12 hours. But you know, like Louis C.K. And he, says. And he still has it to this like day. Like Louis C.K. says, did you, oh, you're angry? Did you just experience the miracle of human flight? <laughs> it, Louis oh, C. I'm a sorry. Genius. Did you just sit and move across the country? In a, cl- did you sit in a chair in the sky? <laughs> right. Okay, okay, we turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my airplane story is more, it doesn't have anything to do about, like, airplanes, except for the fact that you're trapped next to someone for a long period of time. Someone you don't know for uh-huh. hours. Um... It was this lady who, as soon as I sat down, I was on Frontier, and they do just, like, these little trailers for the movies they're going to be playing on their little screens, and she just, she was an older lady, and she just sort of leaned over to me and goes, have you seen this movie? DJ Qualls is and I, the new guy. And I haven't even, I haven't even looked up, like, I haven't been paying attention to the trailer. I'm flipping through Sky Mall, looking at, like, briefcases Hammer that are Schlemmer. record players. Oh, I got tired of that. The only good page on Sky Mall is the swimsuit page. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the one good You go to the little laboratory, you're set. <laughs> but the this is a good, the good flight at that but point. But this woman, this, this <laughs> woman wouldn't let it go. She just like maintained eye contact with me until I answered. Um, and, and so I just, I just like, no, I haven't seen it. And I look up and it's failure to launch. If anybody remembers that Matthew McConaughey movie mm. with Romantic Sarah Jessica, comedy? yeah, Sarah Jessica uh, Parker. And he's like still living with his parents. A man <laughs> falls in love with a mule. And I just, and I, and I give, I <laughs> give every external sign, like every sign that I am just not interested at all like that's not my thing and I, you hate women yeah i hate i hate women i hate men who are more attractive than me so that like that movie had nothing for me and this won't like i go back <laughs> i literally like go back to reading sky mall like in my body language is like you've interrupted me time and she middle finger that's how she he, nudges me language. again and just goes it's really good <laughs> and just like maintain and again with the fixed eye contact fixed so I'm like, all right, lady, let's do this. So I put away Sky Mall and I tuck it into my seat. I plug in the headphones and I sit through all of Failure to Launch. I, I haven't read any reviews, but I'm sure Leonard Moulton was not kind to this film because it had no beginning, no middle, no end, and was just kind of a series of gags. Roger Ebert probably loved orbiting that. the idea of still living with your parents. <laughs> I, um, wish, I wish the movie was called Failure to Lunch. I was going to say that. You fuck. <laughs> what? I, I was going to say that. I was great. Like, Great minds think alike. Like, next it's time there's right. a gap, I'm totally gonna yeah. say failure to lunch. Well, failure no, to but lunch. I just—it's all about Matthew McConaughey. I just wanted to, as soon as it was over to make lunch plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Setting, yeah. Setting up I tried so fucking hard, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Sounds like a Woody He's, Allen flick. Late, um, late again, damn it! <laughs> failure to lunch. Credits. <laughs> but I—I I was just astonished at how someone was so sweetly mm. and so good-naturedly successful in ruining three hours of my life she guilted you into watching the movie basically right yeah like she there's nothing Mm -hmm. i could do my only choice was to be like fuck you i'm just looking you up and down and deciding you don't have good taste in movies and i'm gonna be an asshole about it of course that's what i was thinking but i was like you know what i'm gonna give you a chance maybe we'll bond over this and i'll remember this for the rest of my life but all i remember is her being a cunt being a being a being a cunt being a cunt being a cunt being a cunt be sure to check weekly on itunes for new episodes of the godcast Hi, I'm TV's Mark Twain. When I'm not 
busy rolling down the Mississippi. I'm sucking my own dick, listening to Sting. All those things I can't remember. Enjoy the rest of the Pope Friction Godcast, you fucking faggot. It's the Godcast with Pope Friction. PopeFriction.com. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. That was a word from one of our most favorite sponsors. Uh, next he liked gonna... black people. <laughs> he was. He... he liked them. He don't actually did. If... He actually did. Of course he did. Don't know if like yeah, is the word. No, he sympathized. He, he resonated them. with them. Mark Twain liked black people? He resonated with yeah, them. Yeah, for he... sure. Yeah. What okay. makes you think Resonate. he didn't like He grew up in mm-hmm. fucking South Central. Well, because I... Well, no, wait. Let me... Um, Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> he just did that song with CeeLo. Yeah. Fuck you. I yeah. like black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and CeeLo's like, yeah, he does. I'm hungry. Oh, that was him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He produced no, it. And then he came idiots. in. Kind of, he did like a Timberland kind of thing. He Jesus. produced it and then did a verse. No. What? Mark Twain is dead. And he's still when? dead. When wait, he's he wait. still dead. When did that happen? Oh, my God. He's still dead. Should we send flowers? When did that happen? Fuck. It's too late, man. I just saw him. Is there... Should we call his... Should we, we should write a letter at least. To what is his, it called? Is it, to uh, his family. Fucking, hey, what is it? My condolences, right? <laughs> hey, hey, Ben. My condolences to Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Fucking my condolences, <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> What's our segment about? We're ben Greenberg, about? you read a book. I heard. Once I did. You once read a book. We'd like to do a little segment here about kind of our views on, uh uh-oh, religion. We're going to get in trouble with this one, mostly just with my mom, uh, (laughs) once again. But uh, why don't you take it away? What what are Well, are you free to discuss your thoughts, or is your mom going to... No, no. Oh, I'm going to say everything I think. Well, what do you you think before we... uh, What do I think about organized religion? Well, I mean, there's... The ones that are... Uh, inc- Charlie Sheen flipped out. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Shit, he snapped on Got you. Got him again! Damn! The... Pins again, Simba. The organized <laughs> religions, which are inclusive, <laughs> as opposed to exclusive, which are, you know, are saying everyone is allowed to have their own beliefs and pursue them as long as they don't harm me or anyone I know directly. Those are awesome, and everybody should do those. You know, everybody should just believe what whatever helps them make sense of this crazy thing that is our. So our you're, world. you're you like pragmatism, huh? I like I you like just, pragmatism. That's so fucking irresponsible of you. Well, my 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 biggest problem is that I I grew up in the church in a really Protestant you know evangelical church that was about spreading the good word but that's even like that's just kind of a euphemism for it because what they mean is make everyone do exactly what we do and that's not healthy for anyone that's like a that's a nazi mentality is what is what is what that is what that boils down to christian rock right Okay, so contemporary Christian rock. Contemporary Christian rock is one of the most abhorrent things I've come to realize. And this is, and there are even bands that do cool stuff within the CCR genre. About Creed, 
I no, I'm talking about like like mute math. Like their stuff they're is really not, cool. Kind of Christian. No, but okay. Here's the thing: they were all in a band before Mute uh, Math called Earth Suit, which was extremely Christian. Have you seen my Earth Suit? It's Earth Suit was good. like yeah. reggae rap, kind of like crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but Mute Mute Math does have like if you listen to the lyrics, is is pretty Christian themed in a lot of it, and they'll cover it in churches and stuff. But no, I mean like basically like my big problem with. Most churches is just like when I first came to college I, and I like met gay people and like met all these, you know, other and I, I just I came in contact with these other ways of life that were always vilified in in my upbringing, at least as like the other or the secular or whatever. I was just like, well, these these people are just living. They're just living different. Right. They're not like living bad. Just They're people. just living different. We, we, we're not guilty. We don't feel guilty about this shit. Yeah, and no, no matter what you guys think. And the the breed of Christianity which has evolved out of a few core beliefs that I think are really valuable and really philanthropic, the Christianity that has come of that is uh, really just a giant homogenizing force that destroys anything that's not itself. And that that's not that's not healthy, I think, in any organization right. or or attitude for like an individual person. So Ben, what do you think? All right. Well, I mean, for sure, my view on organized religion is... And that's the show! <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, well, I think religion, uh, as you see it in the books, is basically made-up stories, you know, like all these all these miracles which have been claimed to happen, you know, really, when you scrutinize them, they're just written by a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. But there is, like, a, um, a deeper meaning behind all of it. Uh, like, take Christianity, for example. First uh, sentence in the Christian Bible is, uh, in the beginning there was the word. Look at the the Greek in the New Testament. Yeah, yeah. In in the in the Greek text, it actually it says in the beginning was the logos, and that's I think a, a word that has like a huge history. The logos, and this is what I, this is my you're getting into my philosophy now, mm-hmm. which kind of touches on all of this stuff. I like the McDonald's logo. The logos, hungry. yeah. Um, no, they're not talking about the golden arches. Um, basically, the logos is the idea that there's a. Um, a uh, force going throughout history, a logic to history, mm. so to speak. And you can kind of, I really feel this, that there is, this is my belief, is that there's a direction to history, a kind of purpose, so to speak. Look at look at us right now. We're using microphones. What the hell? I mean, like, think about it. It's a, what is this? It's think a bunch of fucking electrons. What is this? Think yeah. about all the things that you've created, like... like a boat or a plane, and you think, well, gee, in the beginning... There were Legos, and now these Legos are a plane or a boat or whatever you can imagine. Your hands pop off. You can put different hands on. If only. It's all, it all makes sense. It's all well, about what switching I, hands. Switching heads. What I, what I like heads. about what you're saying, Ben, um, is that that ben kind Greenberg of... Ben Greenberg or me? Ne- why or would ben I... Alex Chop. When Ben, think back. Have I ever said I've liked anything you've said? I'm just curious Jesus. if you can remember that, is Benjamin. that ever Facebook, happened. maybe? No, no, no. <laughs> I've never liked a single one of your statuses. In fact, anyway, Ben Greenberg, what I yeah. what I like about um, your logos distinction is that that orbits kind of around the idea of translation, and the fact that the what boggles my mind is that not only like when the Bible was originally written, was it done? Was it selected by committee? Was like I like this stuff, I don't like that stuff. Um, Originally written, you mean like 600 years after it supposedly happened. Right. Well, uh, two, Parts of it. two generations yeah. at most in like the New Testament. But like even if we're just talking about the New Testament, there are portions that are in Greek, portions that are in Hebrew, portions that are in Aramaic that were all cobbled together. Ebonic. Ben, when you say 
uh, Greenberg, when you say mm. uh, a logic to history, are you talking about that same vein that says like we're all here to learn the truth, like we're we're evolving towards perfection, like that kind of whole thing? All right. If you look at religion, what does every religion have in common? They all claim that there's this deeper reality that you need to tap into and find. And Buddhism, Taoism, Christianity, Islam, whatever it is. And um, the idea of the Logos is that it's created in God's mind, and that it's kind of like we're in a video game created by God, and we just don't know what the goal of the game is, but when we look at it closely, it seems to be about, like, truth and justice and beauty, but we just have these vague ideas that are beyond us. Yeah. So, that's what you have to do. You have to figure out... It's like, why are we even here talking about this shit to learn the truth, or to crack people up? Well, why why are we here? Well, it's part of a process, you know? Yeah. And, like, religion, too, evolves like everything else. You know, the, you know, you can't just be like Christianity sucks, because Christianity is a human creation in human mm-hmm. minds. There's so many different versions of it. And as we go towards the future, we might see, like, a consolidation of a lot of the valuable parts of all the religions. Right. Mm-hmm. Once we, yeah. Because, like, I remember you told me one time that all the, the messiahs, so to speak, were talking, like, about shit that we're going to find out later from now. But they were right, like Moses. Okay, so this this is a story I like to imagine. Moses went up to the mountain, came back with two tablets. No, what if Moses went up to the mountain and just saw God and himself, and and then just started this mass movement and people followed him, and then all the mythology got added later. Yeah, you know, maybe a a prophet is just someone who is thousands of of years ahead of humanity and sees like the logos in their mind frame, and you know, and they're farther along on the logos, so to speak, on the direction that history is taking. Ooh, it's all a bunch of fucking hogwash. You people should be ashamed of yourselves. Right. Ugh, but I'm in order to tie of all that. in order to tie this back into us, I think some of the best comedians that we've ever had, um, guys like I'm thinking specifically of like George Carlin, Bill Hicks, Bill, right, and and like guys, Carrot Top, guys, Carrot Top, <laughs> the funniest, the funniest <laughs> jokes, and the ones, the ones you're. <laughs> Fuck you, you fairy. The funniest jokes Funny and shit. the ones you're likely to remember are the ones that like say something that's just yeah, that's so really undeniably true. true, like things that are. But they lighten yeah. the load with. There's comedy. really, there's yeah. really a theory that we uh, that we laugh because we're we're noticing a pattern that we never saw before. Yeah. Right. And our it's brain like wants to deal. You know, evolutionarily. Oh yeah, I totally like, agree with that. Yeah, that's definitely true. You notice is the, that's what comedians do is they're like, look at this pattern. Isn't that crazy? Like, if you look at any stand-up bit, that's basically what it is. I never looked at it that way before. Basketball. <laughs> basketball. A basket I, say, a I thought ball. you were trying to do Ian McGregor. I've, I've never been to one of those before. <laughs> These sound like salad fingers. Well, I remember one time my roommate, I had, one time my roommate, we were sitting out on the back porch last summer, and he looked at me right in the eyes, and he was like, I think we're the same person. And I was like, what? He's like, I think we're the same person, just with different, you know, egos. I was like, holy shit. Did you make out? Yeah. But it's just making out with yourself. But, yeah, it like it, it's not gay if it's with yourself. Oh, right. the, masturbating. Speaking of masturbating, okay. now. Yep. All right, let's just say, it's hypothetically, fun. and literally <laughs> speaking, good for you. you can suck your own dick. Oh, okay. Now, is that gay? Is it gay or... Mi- or <laughs> No, it's definitely not gay because like your mouth, your mouth isn't still. any different than your hand. Yeah, okay. and masturbating. Okay, not gay. I agree. No, not gay. Well, no. Right, but no. is, that just means is, still. does gay mean that you have any dick in your mouth? Uh, exactly, you still got a dick in your mouth, which is, I mean, it's embarrassing, but you know, it in the same aspect that it's like, well, you've got your own dick in your hand, so what? Now, a different dick in your hand, a different dick weird. in your hand is gay. Yeah, 
butt. You're sucking mm. your own dick. I guess the question is if, what the you're enjoying. Is, are you enjoying that there's a dick in your mouth? Or are you enjoying that you're that there's a mouth on your dick? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. Right. And you don't. I, I like. I don't enjoy that there's a dick in my hand. Yeah, no. That's, I enjoy that like my dick is in a hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just every well, time I do it, I just try not to think about it. I think about Jesus and God and um, Buddhism. Is that one Buddhism? I think I'm a Buddhist. Somebody needs to make some more Jesus porn because I have just run out. <laughs> I have I have I've watched all four. I like there Jesus are. going reverse cowgirl on a dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus. <laughs> That's when he's fucking himself. He's giving himself head. Right. No, I I saw what you did there. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm getting a big erection right. right now. <laughs> all right, guys. We've, we've Jesus, really deep. When Jesus is masturbating, that's Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. We've gone so deep. I think we're gonna take oh, a break man. and then do a famous Pope Friction mm. prank call. Um, what do you guys say? Uh, it's not famous until after we do it. No, it's though. already it's predetermined to be famous according to Logos. Right, I don't believe Alex, in predestination. Don't no, there's shit no on the floor. Do not shit on the floor. Clean it up. Alex, please. I didn't know I was shitting on oh the floor, but God. I looked down. I look I looked down and, and lo and behold, there is just a big pile of doo-doo. Fla- the flies are already coming. Oh, there's that mouse we were trying to catch. <laughs> Caught right. him now. Well, oh. thanks for telling me. I'll go clean the shit up. Smells like shit. Let's get the phones ready. Let's get the phone lines ready. Let's get the, the telephones ready. It's not time. It. Right. Oh, wait. I know when God wants. Did you to do make... an explosion when I just did no, it? No, I never do. Damn it! All right. I know when God wants to explode. And oh, what's that God? What's that God? Okay, Ben. He says you do it. All right, here I go. Ready? <laughs> no, Shut up, Caleb. No, Caleb, you. No, stop. Here I go. Ready? This is gonna be a good one. Okay, you. Have... <laughs> Do a prank phone call about urine. I love that stuff. Here we go. It's a two-man job. Here we go. Here we go. Here comes the phone call that I was talking about. Go. Shut up. Hi there. Um, this is uh, this is something uh, my son did in your store, and um, I just wanted to call to apologize. I'm a loyal. Um, I'm a loyal customer at your store, and I wanted to um, teach him a lesson about responsibility. Now, mm-hmm. all right, all right, Mike, you need to just you need to apologize to them. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, I was in your store. Just, just say it. And I. I was over by the soccer balls and I peed a little bit on some of the soccer on some of the soccer balls. You peed all over them. Just apologize okay. to the store. We're sorry about this. Okay. All right. Thank you for letting me know, so we can get them off the show. All right. No, we're no, we're loyal customers. We appreciate your store, and you know, I just needed to teach my son a lesson. I had to embarrass him a little bit, but um, just tell him everything that you did. Well, I peed on the soccer balls and I took some greeting cards. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Right. Um, you took greeting okay. cards? I took like two You for, didn't tell me that part. For grandma. They were I for don't grandma. care who they're for. They're for grandma, dad. I'm going to beat you. Please don't. I I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Sorry. Right. Um Okay, uh, can I speak with your father, please? Yeah, yeah, one... Give me the damn phone. Okay. I'm sorry about my kid. What, what is uh, it? Yeah. Um, I... 
Um, I'm going to let them know so they can pull the uh, soccer balls off the shelves. And also, I, I have to let um, our security know, so they're going to have to go over the tape. Now, look, he's got a streptococcus cold, so those can't be near anybody, those balls. Those rubber balls, I don't want to see anybody playing with them. Right. He yeah, might have yeah, peed on the cards right. for all I know. This kid does everything. He beat up his kindergarten teacher when he, when he was in kindergarten. Okay. Have you ever um, had a kid who just doesn't listen to anything? All you can do is beat him? No, I don't have kids. Well, that's my light. Why don't you have kids? Because I don't want kids. Well, you should go and find a strap. Well, that's another story. You should find a strapping young woman. It's the best joy of your life. But um, my, I don't feel my son has been sufficiently embarrassed. You know, this is what would you do to your son in this situation? Um, I would actually probably have brought him back into the store. Brought him back. Him, I would not... have brought him back and made him tell security I'm... and the store manager. I'm sorry. I learned. I'm. Fu- I'm not gonna do it again. I learned. I don't need to go back in. This, my son has peed on WalMarts, Kmart's, basi- basically every store I bring him. No, I haven't. Dad, just I'm sorry, Mister. I'm sorry. All right, I, I understand. Um, I do have do you, to. Do you accept his apology? Stuff. Is that enough for you? It's enough for me, but I do have to let the store manager and our security team know. Right. Uh, so. I don't. Am I in trouble? Yeah, you're in trouble. Uh, you could very well be in trouble. Um, kind of just depends on what they. Now, what are you usual? What are usual procedures for uh for cleaning out the pee? Because you know, I can send my wife over there. Just give me fifteen seconds. No, it's don't worry about. No, that. we will we help have, as we have a family. A we have a cleaning crew. I can bring my son back into the store if you like. I'm not going. Um. Well, if you want to bring him back in tomorrow, would be your best option. Um, Do you have some sort way. of security guard situation there? Because, like, the second he goes in, he does what he wants. Like, I can't control right. him. I can't go tomorrow. I have soccer practice after school. You peed on the soccer balls. Um, our security and our store manager should be here tomorrow. Um, they've already left for the uh, evening, I believe. So they, they can um, kind of surround him. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, like, if, if, as soon as you come in, you can go up, come up to guest service. And we can have security come out and walk around with them if that's what you want. Now, does the security have a change of clothes, you know, in case something happens? I'm not going to have an... I'm not... You're I'm a wild sure card. Do, sir. I'm sure they do. They Really, they do? As, as far as I know, yes. I don't know. We, uh, we're not actually allowed into the security office. All right. Do you have any fire nice condoms? Um, we do carry them, yes. How much? All right, that's another story. I'm sorry. Dad, uh, leave him alone. <laughs> you shut up. I'm going to beat you quickly. Yo, hang up the phone. Awesome. Good work, oh gentlemen. Oh okay, God. everyone, that should make up for that last phone call. Do you have call. any fire and ice condoms? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, really? Yes, we do carry them. <laughs> oh, I man. Limit. I didn't know what no, that's okay. I thought that was good. It was a gentle prod. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, all right, no. that wraps it up for this week. I honestly believed you were an, a fucking redneck father. Yeah. He, I can't believe he bought into it that long. Yeah, he was, and he was like he's concerned. He was like, "Well, we're gonna have to go over the tapes now." He's just like going through his head, thinking about all the work he's gonna have to do. Hopefully, they did, the Star Sixty Seven worked. Yeah, I can't no. imagine it didn't. But hey, um, on the balls. all right, let's wrap this shit. Uh, All right. This we has talked been... about guy. We talked about piss. We talked about sucking your own dick. We talked about flying. We talked about dying. We talked about cruising. We talked about bruising. We... You fucker, you stole my thunder. We didn't talk about most of those things. And this right, has sweet. been Caleb, Ben, Alex, and Ben too of the Let's Pope do a Friction Godcast. Finishing rap. Right, go ahead. Yo, yo, I was on the show. Had a lot of fun. Did my thing, motherfuckers number one It's called The Godcast And it's a podcast that will rock your ass Check it the fuck out or we'll hunt you down Go to your house, make you watch this shit All the time, it's what we're about, yeah Okay, well we're, we're not gonna do that But uh, you've been listening to the Pope Friction Godcast And I hope you all have a wonderful evening God, end it! Kill us! Do it! Kill do me! It! Kill me! Thanks for listening, boys and girls, and check in next week for our Pope Friction Godcast. We'll be sorry! You won't.